Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. President Biden goes to Europe and leaves more questions than he had answers. A, a new catchphrase slogan is sweeping the nation, irritating the hell out of Democrats. And two gubernatorial races have the DNC and the MSM mainstream media seeing red. There are so many, did they really just say that moments for you this week? I'm Nancy Shack. I'm Ben Parker. This is Newsbyte. We're going to win. I think we're going to win in Virginia. All righty, Virginia, we won this thing! I'm not sure that I would be able to have changed the number of very conservative folks who turned out in the red districts who were Trump voters. Let's go Biden. I love Biden. Yeah. That's not what they're chant- chanting, though, all over the place. I'm they're just chanting, I'm let's just... go, Brandon, and bleep you, Joe Biden. Just... Oh, and there's a new one. Yes. Uh, basically, Kamala is a whore. That's a new one that popped up in New York. I would not say that. Uh, but anyway. Uh, no, I wouldn't say that either. I'm, I'm just, just saying. I'm trying to turn, really? I'm trying to turn positive. Okay. I... So let me play it for you then. All right, so sure, let's what do you, that. What you just heard yes. was this... Um, there was a protest outside Carnegie Hall where the vice president was appearing. And this was what, and the protesters, a lot of whom were in the teachers unions and other city workers in New York who are very angry about the mandates, uh, were, were there and they were chanting this, cut 1B. So bleep Joe Biden and de Blasio, but then they switched mm-hmm. uh, to this particular chant. Cut one A. I don't understand, to be honest with you. I, as far as I can see in the last few weeks, she hasn't done anything particularly egregious. Why they just decided, I mean, that was, I, I understand bleep Joe Biden. That one I don't understand. Well, you know, and if you want to say bleep Kamala or whatever, then yeah. fine. Yeah, that's just it's. First of all, it's it's just it takes it to for some reason it takes it to a different level. Yes, not that bleep Joe Biden is not cheap and tawdry, right. but it's it's even worse. So even though there's no swear words in it, it's just even worse. So, and I don't understand why, but okay, it's cheap and tawdry and, it is. O- and overly juvenile. Not that saying bleep anybody uh, isn't juvenile. I'll admit it is, but. It's it's yeah it, it's it's a level down. It may yeah, even be level levels down. So knock that crap I off. I completely agree with you. Keep chanting I love Biden. Oh but no. <laughs> I don't know what they're well, saying. Well, here's the chant though that's got the Democrats having a stroke. 
it's Let's Go Brandon. Now, we discussed, because we played it um, in weeks, in last week or week before, um, what happened at NASCAR mm-hmm. um, on NBC when you had the winner and he's being interviewed on live television. And in the background, you have the bleep Joe Biden going on. And the, the TV reporter goes, oh, look, they're chanting Let's Go Brandon, which is not what they were chanting. Wrong, they were chanting bleep wrong. Joe Biden. And so, but... But it became really, um, the response was really interesting. One, uh, because a lot of people felt that what she was doing was trying to hide the fact that the crowd was showing um, basically a dissatisfaction with the current administration. And it was another example of mainstream media trying to uh, help the administration as opposed to show things accurately. So, but what happened is it became like a meme. So... Let's Go Brandon became a chant. It started appearing on school buses and the World Series and all sorts of different places. You heard Let's Go Brandon as a as a substitute for bleep Joe Biden. It was, by the way, even on a uh, and I'm sure this happened elsewhere, too, uh, in, in one of the Boston neighborhoods on Election Day. Uh, it showed up on one of those portable uh, signs, you know, the ones yeah. that they would normally say, uh, detour ahead. This one said, let's go. And it looked like somebody owned it or bought it yeah. or rented it or something. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a way of saying dissatisfaction without um, swearing. Without swearing. Hmm. And so it's not cheap and tawdry. It's more of a, which the other ones are. This is more like, you know, we're unhappy. Let's go, Brandon. And it, and it pokes fun of both the president and the mainstream media simultaneously. So that's what that is. Well, this is what happened. A Southwest Airlines pilot was coming in with um, a load full of passengers. And he gave his landing spiel, as all pilots do, over the PA system. And he ended it with... Let's go, Brandon. Now, I'm telling you this because it's hard to hear. The sound cut you're going to hear is he's in a jet. You know, it's somebody recording this on their phone, um, and the jet engines are very loud. But you, if you know what you're listening to, you can hear it. At the very end, he goes, let's go, Brandon. Cut 50. Weather east about uh, 7 or 8 miles an hour. Good visibility, mostly clear skies, 77 degrees. Thanks for coming out and flying with Southwest Airlines. Welcome aboard. And remember, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. And remember, let's go, Brandon. By the way. Um, and a firestorm erupted. People any, calling for him to be fired. Has anybody asked uh, if, if the co-pilot's name was Brandon? Because maybe that's maybe he was It saying, could be. That's hey, that's a reasonable assumption. Let's go, Brandon. Part. Yeah. Like, whatever. Exactly right. right. Like, what if your name, if your name really is Brandon these days, what yeah. the hell? Well, you, it's like having a name Karen. Do you really want to yeah. be Karen like, these like, days like, either? Like, like your mother be uh, at the playground, right? Your name's Brandon. You're at the playground. Let's you're go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. All of a sudden, you son of a, what? Yeah. I was just calling no. my kid. Exactly right. Let's go, Brandon. So people are saying he should be fired for that. But my question for you, Ben, is if he had said, and remember, Black Lives Matter, were people asking him to be fired? No. Well, maybe some, but they would be falling on deaf ears. Yeah. Yes. So well, I, you I, know, I do I think it was appropriate? I don't. No. I guess the point is we probably- <laughs> well, It's and, not a firing offense. And, and I know, well, I, I, I know we live, you okay over there? You need a glass of water or something? Um, I know- I'm like President Biden <laughs> yes, yesterday <laughs> speaking. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, at least well, at least you didn't fall asleep. We know if you're coughing, you're awake. Uh, I just wonder if we could just stop then. Like, like it's if it's inappropriate for the pilot of any plane to say Black Lives Matter or Let's Go Brandon, just stop doing it. Period. And and by the way, there should be, and I like uniformity, as you know. Uh, if this guy gets fired for that, and somebody does say a I, I guess for lack of a better way to say it, a left wing slogan, uh, then they yeah. should too. Just, just, we probably just shouldn't do it, right? I mean, if you're if you're yeah. in a position like that, you probably should just err on the side of 
Like, not do that. Welcome, Just don't do that. Don't use your to, captive passengers. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to Denver, everybody. But I don't Good find night. it a firing offense. Nope. I would say take them aside going, not. don't do that again. Don't, right. And, you know, that's people these days go from zero to 60. They go from not caring zero to, to 100. I want them dead. Yes. It's like, no, there's, you know, how about, hey, don't do that again. How about, you know, having a little tolerance for other people when they make mistakes? I mean, that's, but tolerance seems to be in or, short supply or, these days. Or how about this? If, mm-hmm. if, if you want to use uh, conservative uh, type of slogans, like let's go, Brandon. Yeah. Um, because that, of course, has been embraced by by the, the right. Um, Not just the right; it's been embraced by. Have you seen how many college kids are doing that now? But what I'm saying is, if you if you want to have uh, if you if you want to use slogans that are uh, adopted by a certain group, then maybe the airline should only fly those people. Well, there you go. No, sorry, very limited. Sorry, no, no liberals on this plane. We got a conservative pilot. You, <laughs> you, you can come on the next plane. Oh yeah, just get another get another plane. Well, to my Could point that this is not just right wing people doing this. I think we saw an example this week in uh, two gubernatorial uh, elections, in particular the one in Virginia, uh, that showed that it's not just conservatives because a lot of other people than conservatives had to vote to change the outcome from the expected outcome in Virginia. In Virginia, you had former Governor Terry McAuliffe running against Glenn Youngkin for governor of Virginia. It was held for a long time that McAuliffe would walk away with it. Youngkin started to pick up speed after um, essentially, uh, Terry McAuliffe had a deplorable moment and said during a debate that parents shouldn't have input into their kids' education. And because CRT and uh, other um, sex ad and things like that have become uh, hot-button issues in Loudoun County, Virginia. Lightning rods. Oh, completely. Um, and parents have been very vocal about how, how uh, upset they are with current curriculums. This just became a huge, massive issue. And the polls were huge this week. A lot of people came out to vote, and it was a surprise. What happened is the president came out and made a statement on, I think over the weekend, or it may have even been Monday, saying that uh, McAuliffe was absolutely going to win in Virginia. Cut 30. We're going to win. I think we're going to win in Virginia. And he's not the only one. And Harris came out, too. And Harris, Vice President Harris, also said that this was a very important election. This is the court was to get the Democratic vote out, why she was saying this, um, because it's going to basically serve as a harbinger of what's going to happen uh, in the midterm election in 2022 and the general election in 2024. Cut 31. What happens in Virginia will in large part determine what happens in 2022, 2024, and on. And I agree with her. I think that's correct. Wait, what? what? You agree with her? I do. Oh, I, 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 that may be the first time I heard you say you agree yes, with Kamala indeed. Harris. Yes, indeed. Right? I, I agreed. I've agreed with her a couple of times, but All they're right. far and few between. Right. Um, but this is one of those times. All right. uh, so that's what we had going into uh, the the election day, Tuesday. And Terry McAuliffe, former Governor uh, McAuliffe, uh, did his best to try to tie Glenn Youngkin, a businessman running for this office, to Donald Trump because he thought that is the kiss of death, tying Yunkin to Trump. Uh, cut to A, please. Closing my campaign with you in Richmond at Hardywood. He is closing his campaign with Donald Trump. Really? That was a lie, actually. He wasn't doing any events with Donald Trump. And people had had it by that point. McAuliffe had doubled down on parents should not be involved in schools and pushing a progressive um, agenda, which included a lot of uh, in, increased taxes for Virginians. And in the end, 
it completely blew up on the Democrats. And this was Glenn Youngkin in the wee hours of the morning after the voting was over. Cut four. All righty, Virginia, we won this thing! And yeah, extremely. And as a matter of fact, McAuliffe at first refused to concede, saying we still have votes to count. But then he went ahead and actually um, he 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 did, in fact, concede. But a lot of a lot has gone around as to what happened in Virginia. Uh, Some people suppose that it's just people were tired of being called racist. People were tired of being told that they had no control over their children's education and were tired of paying for um, people who they felt were not contributing to their communities. So, um, and this is what was happening. You had McAuliffe um, trying to make everybody appear to be a racist. One of his closing uh, salvos was that there were too many white teachers in Virginia. That's cut 20. 50% of the students at Virginia schools, K-12, 50% are students of color and yet 80% of the teachers are white. We all know what we have to do in a school to make everybody feel comfortable in school. So let's diversify. I don't think that's the biggest problem that's going on in the Loudoun school districts and in the Virginia school districts. He then told a group of Latinos that they needed to increase their population, cut 16. First of all, 10 and a half percent of the population is very significant. Now, let me give you some advice. Get busy, get yourself to 11 relatively quickly. There you go. I like to see all the kids here. But that's very important. And it's been nice to listen. Get busy. Yeah. He then talked about how everything in the school boards have been fine until Yunkin and these people, meaning people who had a question about the curriculums, showed up. Cut 17. What Glenn Youngkin has done in this campaign is run down Virginia, run down our education system, run down our economy. And when you think of this right now on critical race theory, Chuck, it's not taught. So all you're doing is pitting parents against parents, parents against teachers, and they're using children as political pawns. I was in Hampton last night. I met a school board member, said our school boards were fine. As soon as Glenn Youngkin got nominated, all of a sudden these people started showing up, creating such a ruckus. I don't believe that it was when Glenn Youngkin showed up. There was a bunch of issues uh, before that. And the biggest problem was that uh, was that uh, the guy, Terry McAuliffe was denying that critical race theory was even taught in the Virginia schools. It's the, like the third thing listed on the Virginia school board's list on curriculum. And he was denying that it was being taught. Um, so, I mean, this is a this is a big, big issue. Um, so what happened? And, and by the way, the head of the Lincoln Project, a a very much of a progressive left group, tried to uh, tried to pull the stunt to make Yunkin appear as if he was a Nazi. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And had people giving the salute and all the rest. They were actually members of the Lincoln Project and not groups that were supporting Yunkin. And when the head of the Lincoln Project was called on that on CNN by Chris Cuomo, he said, hey, we're just playing hardball. Cut 22C. You get crushed by people on the right uh, as a dirty tactic. Do you stand behind what was done? And is that being what you guys say you oppose? 
Um, no. Listen, every day uh, I hear people pleading with the Lincoln Project to help show Democrats how to win, how to play hardball. Um, you know, this is an example. Yeah, that's an example of fraud, basically, trying to make it look as if Youngkin supporters were Nazis was just it was beyond the pale. And it completely backfired on them. And you had Glenn Youngkin winning. And you also had, by the way, the AG for Virginia is now elect is now a Republican and the lieutenant governor, Winston Sears, one of the most impressive people I've ever seen run for office, um, a black woman, an immigrant, a Marine used to run a homeless shelter also used to be a member of the school board, became lieutenant governor. This was her on election night. Cut 23. I say to you, there are some who want to divide us, and we must not let that happen. They would like us to believe we are back in 1963 when my father came. We can live where we want. We can eat where we want. We own the water fountains. We have had a black president elected not once but twice, and here I am, living proof. In case you haven't noticed, I am black, and I have been black all my life. By the way, the hmm. and, and I and I don't think that, uh, that she got enough attention during this race. Of course, the candidates for governor should get the most attention. I get that. But... It, it, the the Democrats ignore the, uh, her race because she's not a Democrat. Like if she if, if the she doesn't fit their narrative well, of what a Republican is supposed to be, which is a white Klan member. Or well, yes, certainly not not a person of color. Good God, how did that happen? So yeah. it is it is kind of uh, strange. I thought kind of strange, um, even through through in in the news uh, that it wasn't made a bigger deal because if she was the candidate for lieutenant governor. On the Democratic ticket, I think it would have been a bigger story. Well, I think the, the problem is this. Uh, Virginia doesn't have a ticket. Um, so when you vote for governor, right. you're voting just for the governor. The lieutenant governor has her own ru- race to run. It's not like in some places some like states. in Massachusetts yeah. where it's where it's a combination. If, you, if you're voting for governor, you're voting for his lieutenant governor at the same time. I think that's why you didn't see as much made of her. But they do. But they do, even though they're not on the same ticket, uh, clearly they 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 back each other or they support yeah. each other or they 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 can't they're from the same party other, in this particular right, case right. yeah i don't by the way i there's part of me uh, and, and i don't want to drift too far in in massachusetts where we do this show it is a ticket it is like a, yeah. the president and vice president it's, it's governor lieutenant governor that's what you're voting for yeah um but in a lot of places that's not the way I, it is i'm not yeah. a thousand percent sure uh that where I sit on this, I kind of like the ticket idea because if you had a Democrat elected lieutenant governor and and, and the other, you're forcing it's people weird. to work together, which is a good yeah, thing. Uh, yes, yes, I, they I, can create a bipartisan administration, which is which is what I grew up with, and so because I didn't come to Massachusetts till later, right. and and that's how I was. I grew up in Virginia, and that's how it was, and that's how it should. be. Well, that's why that's why I said I'm on the fence with it. I'm yeah. so used to it that it yeah. seems like it makes perfect sense, and it, it makes perfect sense, or or so it seems when we elect the president and the vice president, yeah. and so so it, it has this this symbiotic flow because that's what we do at the top of the uh, you know the government. Uh, but then on the other hand, as you said, it yeah. would force people to work together, or to you know who do you like better? You don't you don't yeah. get forced into well, I like this lieutenant governor, but I'm not crazy 
crazy about the governor. That's and happened you get to me here, and I have not it. voted for the yeah. top of the ticket, even though I like the bottom of the ticket. No. And it was just like, yeah, no. So, anyway. Um, but anyway, so, but it's interesting to me because here you have this amazing woman who happens to be black, win a lieutenant governor, yet you have mainstream media trying to paint the election in Virginia as some kind of white supremacy uprising. This is Joy Reid on MSNBC, cut 35. You have to be willing to vocalize that these Republicans are dangerous, that this isn't a party that's just another political party that disagrees with us on tax policy, that at this point, they're dangerous. They're dangerous to our national security because stoking that kind of soft white nationalism eventually leads to the hardcore stuff. Yeah, how, yeah. Dare, how dare you like Winsome Sears, you racist? Yeah. What? The? I mean, this is ridiculous. They can't admit that it was their policies and their arrogance um, and forcing people to do things that had such a huge backlash in Virginia and in New Jersey, where it looks like the incumbent governor has won and will and will stay, but. The guy who was 50 points behind him caught up and literally it looks like it might force it into a recount because it's so close. And for that exact reason, because people are just done with being ordered, told that they're racist if they disagree and told that they have to take their marching orders and like it. Maybe, maybe in certain circles, because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ignorant, right? Are there racist people in this country? Of course, of course there are. Yeah. Are there people who even, you know, vote or pick, uh, you know, where they're going to do their shopping because of racism? Eh, probably, but I, I think most people, not all, because again, uh, uh, what I just said, but most people don't pick who's going to lead them, tax them, whatever they're going, you know, whatever, uh, set policy based on color. They, I, I, no, I think, I, I hope, think so I, 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 I damn well hope, and, and I do very well believe that most people vote for whom they think is going to be the best leader for them, uh, whether it's a mayor or governor or president or anything else. I think they do. I mean, I, I, I think I, they do too. I, yeah. hope, I hope people aren't voting for anybody on either yeah. ticket. Yet you have you have people, highly placed people in the media, spinning this yarn that that this was you know a, a Klan meeting in Virginia, and that people were motivated by racism when they voted. And it wasn't just Joy Reid at MSNBC. This is Sonny Hostein um, on The View saying all the white women who voted for Young um, are pretending that Youngkin are pretending that slavery didn't happen. Cut thirty A. No one is pretending it didn't happen. In fact, I think when we whitewash history by getting rid of certain names and statues and people and Laura Ingalls Wilder references, then we forget. We need to learn. The 57% of white women that voted for Youngkin do want to pretend that it didn't happen and they don't want their white children. I wouldn't suspect that of those women. That's not. I mean, what a horrible thing to say because they happen to want control over what's taught to their kids. They have to be racist or pretending. And then we have Sheila Jackson Lee, the congresswoman from Texas, saying, um, excuse me, this was racism raising its ugly head. It wasn't the Democratic policies that caused this. Cut 32A. I really uh, define Virginia as a case that was about local issues. Those were about parental issues. And unfortunately, racism raised its ugly head and the Republican candidate used it very aptly. He followed the Trump playbook, use race and get a win. And that's very sad. I mean, I'm not going to tie that to Democrats or anything we did here in Washington. I'm going to tie that to continuing to try to work to promote the beloved community that Martin King and John Lewis talked about. Clearly, the uh, the wow. white racist men voted for a Winsome Sears in big numbers. Clearly, they. I guess the they did. What was yeah. wrong with you? And that well, this, so you, to bring it back full circle, because we started this particular se- section 
talking about how Biden's saying, yeah, we're going to go in Virginia. Well, Biden was asked after he got back from um, the G20 and the climate conference um, whether he was partially responsible for this loss in Virginia because his administration's policies have not been a huge success. Cut 15C. Do you take some responsibility and do you think that Terry McAuliffe would have won if your agenda had passed before election day? Well, uh, I think we should have should have passed before Election Day, but I'm not sure that I would be able to have changed the number of very conservative folks who turned out in the red districts who were Trump voters. But maybe, maybe. No, I, I, I know we did, but I we also I was running against Donald Trump. What? So she wasn't letting him get away with it. So he's saying, well, there were so many red red county voters there, you know, the Republicans that I couldn't necessarily overcome them helping Terry McAuliffe. And her response was, but you won the state by 10 points in the election last year, meaning those people voted for you. And now they won't vote for Terry McAuliffe. And his response is, yeah, well, I was running for Trump, which is nonsensical. It has nothing to do. I mean, Trump was not involved in this election. And that sent up a huge... Um, a, a huge flag for people that Republicans, maybe what they need to do is have Trump be an emeritus and not a open candidate. That uh, that argument would 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 make more sense um, if Donald Trump had won Virginia by 10 points instead yeah, of lost Virginia exactly, by 10 points. Exactly. You might have, you might have had some ground to he uh, had nothing to fall on because it was his policies were bad. In fact, McAuliffe t- uh, two weeks ago said he wasn't asking the president to stump for him because he wasn't very popular in Virginia. But then he came out and Harris came out at the, in the last hours to stump and it didn't exactly help them. Just to close with, because I like to close with Bidenisms, mm-hmm. you know, things that the president did that are kind of a little odd. He was in Europe um, for both the G20 summit. Did and he know then, it? Did he know it? I don't know that he did. Um, and the reason why I say that is he was in Rome and he's introducing uh, the Secretary of State, Tony Blinken. And this is what he said. Cut one. Together to increase our resilience and enhance our shared prosperity. Now I'm going to turn it over to Secretary Blinken to actually uh, make sure the trains run on time here. Do you want to make a Mussolini reference in Rome? Do you really want to do that? Is that a good idea? That's not what they mean when they say when in Rome? No? No, it truly isn't. I don't think talking about Mussolini at all is what you do when you're the president of the United States and you're in Rome. Then he was late to give a speech, and this is how he explained where he had been. Cut to. Please sit down. I apologize for keeping you waiting. We were uh, playing with elevators. (laughs) Long story. At any rate, good evening. He was playing with elevators. I don't know. What does that mean? I, I don't know. He but said I, it's a long story. I don't find it comforting. Uh. Um, this is just a little montage of uh, kind of his flub-ups in his climate speech. Cut 7B. No nation can wall, its all, wall itself off from borderless threats. High energy prices only, only reinforce the urgent need to diversify, diversify sources and adapt promising new clean energy technologies so we can not only remain overly reliant on one source of power, we all must share a cleaner, safer, healthiest planet. We have an obligation to help. In the United Nations, at the United Nations in September, governments in the private sector and multilateral uh, development banks must also do their work. 
You know, at these uh, UN things, they always have uh, the interpreters, right? So, so that the guy from uh, Uzbekistan so or, yeah. or or from Australia, yeah, whatever. Interpreter? Is that well, what you're saying? No, what I'm saying is because there would have been an interpreter who would have been interpreting it into English? French or Spanish yes. or anything, whatever he was. English would help. But, yeah. But could you imagine you're you're trying to 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 do English to let's say Spanish translation, right? You're the guy who's doing the and the, you have a the guy Mexican. doing stream of consciousness thing. What do you do? And, and then and then you've got Biden talking, and you're trying to translate that into some other language. Oh, you'd never get another job again. They figured you just suck at it. It's hard enough to yeah. it's hard enough to figure out what he's saying in English. Can you imagine having to figure out not only what he's saying in English, then translate it yeah. to a totally another language oh, yeah. that may be you know pretty hard to hard to do. I mean I can't I translate agree. anything. I gotta translate that. I understand. Uh, I so understand. Must, do you have any man. trouble the, those of you who are listening, do you have any trouble understanding the president sometimes? I mean, I don't care what your political affiliation is. Do you have trouble? I do at least once a week, sometimes two or three times a week. Let me know. You can contact Ben and I at Newsbyte on Twitter at Newsbyte three, N E W S B Y T E three, or on Facebook at Newsbyte. We upload a new episode every single Monday, so please join back next Monday and see what new offerings we have. Have a wonderful week. I'm Nancy Shack. I'm going to go play with the elevators. Okay. I'm Ben Parker. <laughs> this is Newsbyte. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.